Welcome to St. Tom's Online. Please find the recording of this week's Sunday service. Good morning. Welcome um, to church this morning. We're so glad that you've been able to join us. Um, if you don't know me, my name is Abby. This is Shun. Our little baby Abby is usually here, but she's sleeping upstairs. Um, so you might get to see her a little bit later. But at the moment, she's asleep. So, Shun. Yeah, sorry, that caught me off guard. I don't know why. Um, yeah, if you're new this morning, um, welcome. It's really, really good to have you here. If you're here every week, it's also good to have you here. During our prayer time this morning, uh, just before this, we felt that there might be someone here today who has uh, literally just been scrolling and you're a bit of a randomer and you've just ended up clicking on this live stream this morning. And we just wanted to say really, really simply that if that really fits your box, if you're a bit of a randomer and you've, you're here watching just because you've clicked and you've been scrolling through, we want to say that God's really pointed you out this morning and that this morning's for you and you are most welcome. Uh, so uh, welcome and uh, it's great to have you with us. And the other thing we felt um, was that there might be someone that's had a particularly um, tough last few days um, and we just felt... Um, that God was saying to be encouraged to reach out to someone um, and get a bit of support because you're not alone. Um, God sees you and there are other people that can stand with you in whatever you're facing at the moment. So please do reach out to someone, either at the church or just someone that you trust um, this morning. Amazing. So just to give you a little bit of a, a rundown of what our service is going to look like today. In a minute, we're going to have our Bible reading and openings on a worship, some notices. Um, and uh, we're adding something in uh, that's slightly new today, which we're going to be doing uh, going forward, is adding in some proper intercessionary prayer. So obviously every week we ask people to comment in the uh, comments, things to pray for. But we thought we would want to take a bit more time to really pray every week. So what we're going to be doing is asking a different person every week uh, to record some intercessory prayer. Anything from the Queen to the Archbishop to our uh, our local council you know everything and everything uh, to lead us in prayer um, uh, properly and formally uh, to really uh, focus in um, so today is Bob Nichols he's going to lead us in some intercessory prayer later and what we've done is we've basically asked our church uh, staff team and a few others um, uh, uh, people that are on our team uh, to record um, intercessory prayer over the coming weeks and when we get to the end of our team doing it uh, we're going to start having just anybody uh, so if you would be interested in praying uh, publicly on a Sunday and recording that for us um, please do get in touch but we're going to be asking around anyway um, but we hope that you enjoy that later we've got the amazing Ethan uh, who's bringing our sermon today and it's a good one um, and all of our worship today is being created by our very own worship team uh, so we hope that you enjoy that as well anyway as we always do at the beginning of a service we have a question uh, for you to answer in the comments uh, so what's the question today Ab? Um, so the question is what is the most sentimental item that's in the room that you're sat in right now so is there anything um, that's particularly special to you um, yeah, just post in the comments, tell us where it is, um, and we can have a little chat about that before we go into worship. Awesome. What's yours then? So I picked up a little card that my friend Kaylee gave me um, a couple of months ago when I was having a bit of a bad day. Um, and she found a picture of us um, and wrote a Bible verse in the front and then wrote loads of really encouraging stuff inside. So I'll probably keep that for quite a while because it's very special. It's very... Sure, um, yours. There's a lot of writing in there. There is. There is. Um, I... 
bought this sheep, Shauna's sheep. And uh, if you're in the youth, you know that I'm very uh, precious <laughs> about the sheep. It's got um, a coffee stain on it. Um, but this, believe it or not, is the oldest item that I own uh, from my life. So um, I went into foster care when I was 11. And uh, this is the only item that I have uh, that belonged to me uh, before I went into foster care as 11. I have no idea um, when I acquired it, um, but I've carried it with me all this way. He's been on the journey with me. Uh, he's getting a bit lopsided with its ears and the stain, but that's mine. And it's quite precious to me, uh, but I don't treat it very preciously. I chuck it around, spill coffee on it, take it to youth and all that. But that's my, that's my Shauna sheep. Um, so what we're going to do, we've got a little bit of the lag this morning, about a 10 second, uh, 15 second lag. We've got a couple coming in though. We're going to go into our Bible reading and our time of worship. And when we come back, uh, we'll go through some of these comments and see what sentimental things you guys have in the room with you right now. Um, so before that, uh, Abby, I wonder if you pray and then we'll, yeah. go, we'll head over to Luke, who's going to do our Bible reading and then straight into our first song. Yeah, Lord Jesus, we invite you into our homes right now, wherever we're sat and in the room with whoever we're sat with. And we pray, um, we give this morning, this hour to you, and we pray that you'll meet with us, that we can know you more this morning, that we can feel your presence, that you'll refresh us and strengthen us and give us new hope. And I know that we are all and each going to be in different situations this morning, but thank you that you know each one of us by name. You know whatever we're going through, and we invite you into that place wherever we are individually, but also as a family together. Amen. Amen. So over to Luke with our Bible reading. This is a reading from Mark 1. 21 to 28. Jesus drives out an evil spirit. They went to Capernaum, and when the Sabbath came, Jesus went into the synagogue and began to teach. The people were amazed at his teaching, because he taught, taught them as one who had authority, and not as the teachers of the law. Just then, a man in their synagogue, who was possessed by an evil spirit, cried out, What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are the Holy One of God. Be quiet, said Jesus sternly, and come out of him. The evil spirit shook the man violently and came out of him with a shriek. The people were all so amazed that they asked each other, what is this? A new teaching, and with authority, he even gives orders to evil spirits, and they obey him. News about him spread quickly over the whole region of Galilee. There's a grace when the heart is under fire Another way when the walls are closing in And when I look at the space between where I used to be and this reckoning, I know I will never be alone. There was another in the fire standing next to me. There was another in 
holding back the seas And should I ever need reminding Of how I've been set free There is a cross that bears the burden Where another died for me There is another in the fire Beneath the waters I'm no longer a slave to my sin anymore And should I fall in the space between What remains of me and this reckoning Either way I won't bow to the things of this world between all the things unseen and this reckoning I know I will never be Oh 
Amazing. What a wonderful song. There's another in the fire standing next to me. And that's just another reminder that wherever we are, whatever hardship or persecution or whatever situation we're in, Jesus is standing next to us. He's with us. Um, and I just think it's a beautiful reminder. So thank you, Mark, for um, preparing that song for us. It was amazing. Okay, so now we're going to read out um, some of our responses from the community question. I just wanted to say before um, that is that this isn't to distract us from worship. I think that we really love doing um, this question because it just reminds us that we're not just watching a screen, that um, everybody that we love in our church family um, are sat in their homes um, engaging with this service. And I think um, all answering a question helps us to remember that these are all people that we love um, as we do this little community time together um, so it's not distracting us um, from what this morning's all about so let's have a little read of what what's coming through so the first person is someone that's an admin of st thomas's church has said that it's their ipad very cool mark stapleton said his wife oh that's really sweet that's lovely mark i um, your wife isn't an item is she okay <laughs> Oh yeah, so Richard says Jenny as well, and um, that's oh. very sweet. Um, <laughs> I think we need to do some teaching on this. <laughs> Julie Vineyard says photo of her husband. Beth Alford says her phone. Okay, well I guess you've got some sentimental pictures and things on there, so that's understandable. Yeah, it's just sad. Um, it's very sad. <laughs> Kate says family photos as well. Um, Jenny says loving Sean the sheep. Hey, thank you. Hey. <laughs> Lawrence says family photos. Judy Waterman, her wedding ring, very cool. Um, Wendy says, the Bible her great-grandmother gave her when she was a baby. Wow. That's amazing. That's really cool. Um, Helen says, photo of my dad taken soon before he passed away. That's very special. Um, Bruce says, so cute, and the sheep. And Pam says, a shelf of photo albums, so more photos. Um, Rita also says photos. Jenny says, a Elmer elephant cuddly that Helen Hobbs made for her. Oh, that sounds amazing. Um, Fan says, a knife box that was converted into a stationery box given to me by my great auntie. She used to write to me when I was away at school. Oh, that's really special. Um, then Bruce says, photos of family, those we've lost and those who are still wonderfully alive. Um, Leslie says, oh, another elephant. Um, my stuffed elephant called Bilbo. I was given him by my mum's best friend when I was nine years old, and he is very threadbare and lost his bridle. Um, but that was very colourful. He resides on my bed. Ah, oh, that's really nice. Um, Stuart, mine is the photo of my late dad in his wedding suit on the way to church with his brother. That's very special. Um, let's continue. 
Um, Fan says she'd say that the box contains letters from my mum and dad written to me a long time ago. That's amazing. That must be really special. Um, Ruth says precious family photos. Miss B says her rabbity cuddles and her silver tabby mug. Very nice. Um, uh, let's see what else have we got. I think that's everything. Thank you so much for sharing um, all your sentimental objects. It's really nice to hear um, some of those. It's really cute. Yeah, and I do love what you just reminded everybody at the beginning that the reason that we do this question is really because we just want to connect. We don't want you to watch a show. Um, what's the point in that? We want to be family and laugh and joke and chat together uh, because it's where two or three are gathered. God is amongst us and, and uh, uh, we really want to be family, really, and uh, special. Anyway, it's time for the most important part of our entire service. The it's beautiful, it's poetic, it's stunning, it's the notices. You're not even gonna laugh. Is that funny? Okay. <laughs> well we did the notices we, we these are the notices straight from uh, the Outlook email that wonderful Pam puts together for us. Uh, we've written them down on a box of empty dark chocolate. Um, but we've got loads today, so we're just going to work through. The first one is after the service today, we have coffee and ketchup. And we want to apologise. Um, there's been a couple of times recently where we've said it's on, and then what we failed to do behind the scenes is appoint somebody who would actually host the Zoom. So it's not been on. Um, but it, it had been advertised as being on, so I'm very, very sorry about that. But we're back today, and uh, coffee and ketchup, really, let's give you a little bit of the reason behind it. Um, you know, after church on a Sunday, and you go and you grab a coffee from the bar, and you just sort of stand around a little bit and catch up with a few people, uh, nothing too serious, just a little bit of a knit natter. We want 20, 15, 20 minutes just to have an open space where people can come, they grab a drink if they want to at home, and just say hello. That's all. All it is so come to coffee and catch up straight after the service this morning um our host of the meeting uh come and join us and uh, ethan i think is going to be there too after a sermon if you have any questions for him and the next thing is family church today at 2 30 um on zoom and that's for families with um not to 11s um we just have a time of worship we do a craft game it's actually a really fun um, time together so we're really excited for this afternoon also to let you know um, we're dropping off your new bags for February this week so we're getting them all together um, so you might have a little knock on the door um, with your new bag of craft for the next month um, at some point this week and I just saw Lowell's comment uh, pop up about how he thought that I just wouldn't let him into coffee and catch up you've caught me lol <laughs> I, I see your name pop up and i quickly swipe it away no it's not true uh, very sorry come today i'd love to see you uh, awesome so we've got deeper tonight uh, it's going amazingly uh, and we're looking at the messianic reign uh, which is chapters 20 of revelation verses 1 and 6 will be the focus we'd love to see you there seven o'clock on zoom you can find the zoom code on our website and tomorrow, very exciting, booking cake starting back. I think Sean's got the book here, ready to go. Um, so that's going to be tomorrow at 7 to 8pm on Zoom. Sean, do we have a video for booking cake to show? We do! <laughs> Over to the video. Hi everyone, we are back and we're so excited to tell you about booking cake that is coming back soon. I'm Beth and I'm going to hand it to Emma to tell us a little bit more. So we've changed the date from a Sunday to a Monday. And it's the first booking cake is on the 1st of February, 7pm to 8pm. 
Ying Ying, what book are we doing? We are looking at Living His Story by Hannah Steele, and it's Justin Welby's Lent book for 2021. What are we going to be looking at, Ethan, In the, the first, first week? week? We'll be looking at chapter one, which is the greatest story of all time, and that will be on Zoom like it has always been before. Uh, the Zoom details can be found on our website, www.stthoms.co.uk. Amazing. I hope you guys are super excited for that. So don't forget your cake. Ah, I forgot mine. Terrible, terrible. And your book. The only in in us. <laughs> and we will see you there. Bye. So book and cake, please come along. Um, we've moved the day and we've moved the time, um, but we are looking at this wonderful book. And tomorrow we are just looking at chapter one, uh, which is going to be talking all about and looking at how evangelism is rooted in the resurrection. Um, if you haven't picked up the book yet, please do come along. I promise you, you can still get loads about out of it. Um, we'd love you to join us at Book and Cake. This is a great book, and as uh, Yin Yin said in the video, it's the Archbishop's Lent book. Uh, as we build up towards Easter, uh, it's a good one, so you'd be most welcome. Um, next is uh, we the youth ministry this coming week. We've got Wednesday night small groups and a Friday night session, which um, we're going to be playing some games and hanging out. We'd love to see you there. Just get in touch if you want any information. And the next notice is we are still looking for a church treasurer, 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 treasurer. Um, <laughs> um, so if you're someone that thinks that possibly this might be something um, that you could use your gifts to serve the church, please do get in contact with us. It's a really, really important role and we really, really would love um, to see someone take it on as soon as possible. So please do um, get in contact with the church office or either of the church wardens. We would love, love to hear from you. Um, yeah. And for all you coffee lovers out there, um, as you know, uh, because of COVID, uh, all of the church team haven't been going into the building very often. And, uh, and I would say it was me and Ali um, and maybe Gary, uh, biggest culprits, biggest coffee drinkers. Uh, we haven't been going in and obviously we, we lost Ali. Uh, obviously, he, he, didn't, we didn't, he didn't lose Ali. Ali left. Um, and I haven't been going in, which means we have an enormous stash of coffee sachets, um, like filter coffee sachets that um, are going out of date in a month's time um, and we are desperate to get rid of. So Pam has put them in paper bags, uh, eight to a bag. Um, and uh, if you want some free coffee sachets and you can use them up across the next month, please get in touch with the church office, office at stthoms.co.uk. Um, and we, uh, uh, you can pop down during opening hours when Pam's down there and uh, collect some free coffee sachets. Amazing. <laughs> um, the next thing, um, if you don't know, I'm currently doing a master's in youth and community work and practical theology. And I'm doing my um, dissertation at the moment, which is a research project on young leadership in St. Thomas's Church. And I have a survey that I would really, really, really love some people in the church to fill out, um, just to say what they think about um, young leadership and particularly young leaders at St. Thomas's Church. I've only had maybe three or four responses at the moment, and I'm looking to get around 30, just so that it 
gives a real picture of what the congregation at St Tom's um, think as a whole. So if you could do that, um, Sean's just put a link in the comments and I'd love you to just click that link. Um, I think you just put in your email address and then it should take about 10 minutes to fill out. So I'd really, really appreciate um, if you could do that to help me out. So thank you. And someone just pointed out in the comments as well that it's also that there's no lunch clubs or coffee after the services as well, that there's a reason we're... Uh, got, so it wasn't just you. It wasn't just me, and uh, don't worry, as much as I am addicted to coffee, I don't think I can I can consume the whole thing. <laughs> give it a go. Um, excitingly, we got, so I told you the notices were long today. Uh, we got pancake flipping on pancake day. Uh, pancake flipping competition. Now, it's just for fun, just for a laugh. Uh, this is the challenge. We want you to record yourself at home flipping a pancake uh, no more than 20 30 second video and send it to me sean at st tom's.co.uk um, and what we're going to do on pancake day is uh, put all the videos that we receive together into a compilation um, and we're going to have some judges uh, judge the pancake show all the videos on facebook um, and there is a prize for the best flipped pancake and that prize is going to be a 20 pound premium box of fair trade chocolate um, so it's uh, totally free to enter it's just going to be a bit of a laugh just to celebrate pancake day and build a bit of community um, so please do flip a pancake record yourself doing it and send it to me if you could do it in the next week and a half that would be absolutely wonderful but get involved it's going to be fun and also the parish council and the schools um, and other communities that, like in our favourite area um, are getting involved. So just let your friends know as well. Let your next door neighbours get involved. Um, post it on your Facebook and let's get as many people as we can um, involved. Um, yeah, that would be really cool. Next thing, we're coming to the end, um, is we are looking for some more people who can knit some blanket squares for the blanket ministry. If you're someone who likes to knit and who is able to contribute a few, um, please do let the office know. Um, and once all those blanket squares come together, they, they get made into beautiful blankets to be sent um, to people who just really need um, some comfort. Um, and it is a really, really special ministry that blesses so many people. So if you'd like to be involved with that, please do get in contact and we would love to have you. Amazing. And the final one is giving. Uh, you may have noticed across the last month or so, uh, we've forgotten to put the giving link out and that's totally my bad um, but we're all in this together and uh, money is important as we invest into God's work and um, we would uh, love to start putting that giving link back out there so that if you feel led and feel able to that you could perhaps give some money towards the life and ministry of St Tom's um, we know and we want to say this we know that it's really tough times for many and we wouldn't want any of you to give if it was going to put you in a, in a bad position or you felt unable to. Only if you feel able to and you feel led. And to say, guys, you have been so amazingly generous. And we want to say thank you for your generosity. It's amazing to be part of such a generous church. Um, so a bit later on, the last song, uh, we're going to put the link out there just as a, sort of an offertory song. Um, please do, if you feel led, feel able to, uh, please give uh, to the life and ministry of St. Tom's. That would be fabulous. Amazing. That's a lot of notices, I have to admit. We're very, very... So I think that took 10 minutes. Um, but I, I think we were in quite a flow. But aren't we a part of such an exciting church that we've got so much going on um, that for, for all of us to be involved in? Anyway, we are going to have our, our time of prayer and time of intercession. Um, what we'd love you to do is Bob is going to lead us um, uh, through some prayer. 
Um, but what we'd love you to do, if you have a thing on your heart, a prayer request that you want to be praying for yourself this morning, please do pop it in the comments um, because it's encouraging that we can pray for one another. And at the end, uh, once Bob has finished leading us in prayer, we're going to say the Lord's Prayer together uh, to conclude, but also to dedicate those prayer requests uh, to God. Uh, so over to Bob for our prayer and intercession. Good morning, everyone. We move now into a time of prayer. Of course, at this time of lockdown, we can't meet one another. But of course, we can and should pray for one another and for ourselves. Between each verse or stanza of the prayer, I'll leave a short moment of silence, after which I will make the bidding, You alone are our God, and the response is, and we trust in you. So the bidding is, you alone are our God, and we trust in you. And during that short time of silence, or even throughout the prayers, do take the time to pray yourself, either out loud or in your hearts, or if you wish to type into the comment box on the Facebook live stream. Ensure hope and knowledge that God hears our prayers, whether they're spoken out loud whether they're spoken in our hearts, yes, and even if they are typed in the comment boxes, God will hear our prayers. So let us pray to the God of love. Holy God, we bring before you all that we are with as much honesty and openness as we can. We know your church is weakened by disunity, misplaced priorities, complacency, and yes, even fear. We pray for a new awakening and our calling to be the people of God. Give us a fresh understanding of your will and empower us with nothing short of your life lived out in us and through us. We pray for those who lead our church, for Archbishops Stephen and Justin, for our own bishops, Tim, David and Debbie, particularly praying for Debbie to give her your wisdom and your discernment as she seeks to support us in starting the process to look for our new vicar. You alone are our God, and we trust in you. Holy God, give all the nations and peoples of our world such respect and love for creation and one another that we learn to take responsibility properly for the resources that we share and the universe we inhabit. Give us the courage to make good decisions, even if they involve us in conflict or discomfort. We pray at this time for all who are leading the fight against Covid. Give them insight and courage to make the necessary, the uncomfortable, bold but bold decisions that need to be made. And we pray that we may respect those decisions and act accordingly to reduce the terrible 
uh, death toll and suffering that this virus has brought. We pray too for an end to the current squabbling over vaccine supplies and we pray that there will be enough vaccines for everybody who needs it, especially for those in uh, countries where there are no finances, no real health services. And we pray, Lord, that miraculously ways will be found to get to virus to those who have absolutely nothing. Teach us how to live lovingly with honesty and compassion. Teach us to how to live thankfully and work on our habit of grumbling. You alone are our God and we trust in you. Holy God, we bring to you those we know who are suffering with prolonged illness debilitating pain and emotional distress. Lay your hands on them, Lord, and bring them relief and healing and courage to live through this dark time and the inner strength which only you can give. Help us to be beacons of light and sharers of your love to those we come across, especially in this time of lockdown, those who especially need support and to know that they are loved by us and treasured by you. We ask for your healing for those who are suffering now from COVID, but also those who are healed of the original infection but are now suffering the effects of long COVID, several of whom are known to us. We pray too for those who are missing being able to have operations for serious illnesses and serious problems and we pray that you will give them patience and help them to uh, overcome their anxiety uh, and we pray that opportunities will open up in the near future for those medical services to start and we pray too for those on the medical front line and indeed any front lines in our society, for the police too, as they seek to understand the rules and apply them, we pray compassionately and with understanding. You alone are our God, and we trust in you. Holy God, we pray for those who are making the journey right now through death and for those who have died to this earthly life. Thank you for all that they have given to us. Comfort those who miss them and through your mercy receive us all in our time to live in the peace and joy of your eternity. Lord, there are just too many grieving families to bring before you. But please, by name, but please bring your comfort to them in their bereavement. Especially where they are unable in these times of lockdown to be with their loved ones in their dying moments. And with their families and are unable to comfort one another. We pray for them, Lord. Shower your love upon them. And help us 
where we can to be part of their grieving process and give them the support that they need. So Lord, thank you for sustaining us. And we ask, merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you so much, Bob. Wasn't that amazing? Um, we thank you also for those that have shared prayer requests in the comments. We wanted to draw. Um, we wanted to read out what Nigel uh, Nigel's Bible verse that he shared, two Corinthians seven fourteen. If my people who are called to me by name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Thanks, Nigel, for sharing that. And thank you for all the other prayer requests. What we're going to do now is to bring our prayer time to a close, but also to dedicate those comments that have been shared. Um, we will say the Lord's Prayer uh, together. So join with our team as we say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins. And forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. 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 Wasn't it amazing just to take um, some time in our service just to dedicate um, to prayer? I heard a um, quote recently from Kerry Ten Beam that said, um, let prayer be your steering wheel, not your spare tyre. Let's make it something that we are using day in, day out and using to guide us, not just that something that we get out when we need something really particularly of good. Let's make it a part of our everyday life. So I think it's really important that we take that time um, just to pray and focus on good. So now we're going to go into a song of worship and then straight from that um, we're going to go for, to Ethan who's going to give us our word for today. So over to the worship song.
Ethan Heseldon with this morning's sermon, titled Epiphany Number no. 4, not to be confused with Beethoven's Symphony Number no. 4, uh, perhaps one of very few of Beethoven's symphonies that did not appear at some point in Looney Tunes, Charlie Brown or The Muppet Show. But seeing as this is completely unrelated, I'll move on. Although, speaking of disappointments, I was slightly, when I saw what I was down to speak on, not that I have anything against Epiphany Number no. 4, a very good epiphany in of itself, but I just prefer to speak on something of my own choosing. However, I went back and I read Mark 1, 21 to 28 multiple times, and my disappointment soon turned to excitement. You see, when I read the Bible, and maybe some of you are like this too, it takes me a few reads, uh, a few times round before it really all goes in. So the first time round tends to be a skim read. Oh, very nice, Jesus preaching in the synagogue, cool. Um, oh, look there, cast out a demon, jolly good, nice one, Jesus, good one. Everyone around him is in awe. Yep, seems about right. Okay. So then I decide to read it again, this time really focusing on the words. Okay, let's read. They went to Capernaum. And yes, I did YouTube how to pronounce Capernaum because I was worried I was going to say it wrong. I, I was saying Capernaum. Um, and then the, the YouTube comments, rather unsurprisingly, said that the video was wrong. So I'm just going to stick with Capernaum. Um, Anyway, so I've read through it twice now, and yeah, it's a cool story. Jesus rebuked and removed a demon. Nice. Well, wait a minute. And it always takes my brain a second to comprehend this. But the Bible is non-fiction. It's a documentation of Jesus' life. And I know this sounds like the most obvious comment in the world, but... It means Jesus really rebuked and removed a demon. Well, so what does that mean for us? Well, I believe, and feel completely free to disagree... Um, but I believe it means an awful lot for us. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world, 1 John 4, 4, being correctly applied in its original context about warning of false prophets or spirits. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, Philippians 4, 13. Or do you not realise about yourself that Jesus Christ is in you, 2 Corinthians 13, 5? Because the God who said, out of darkness light shall shine, is the one who shined in our hearts to illuminate the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we may have this treasure in earthen vessels, 
that the excellency of the power may be of God and not out of us. 2 Corinthians 4, 6-7. Now, now these are scriptures that uh, we are called to believe are God-breathed. Um, now you might take that as a metaphor or something merely poetic, that Jesus lives on in us. I don't, and I also don't ask that you believe this. I'm just giving my interpretation, but uh, please come along to coffee and catch up for more discussions. Cheeky little plug there. So what am I saying? Well, the fact that our earthly vessels, which is an amusing choice of words from Paul, our bodies contain these treasure, this treasure, sorry, this spirit, uh, the Holy Spirit, one of the three, the three and one. But I want to go back to Capernaum, back into the synagogue. The first demon in Mark's gospel pops up in a church. A lot of times through his gospel, Mark employs what's become known as the sandwich technique, in which he tells a story within a story, and then each story is a sort of commentary on the other. And there's no different here. He begins and ends on the question of authority and teaching, and in the middle of it there's this uncleansed spirit. Well, Jesus enters the synagogue purposefully. Strides is one possible translation. He makes a confident and dramatic entrance into a holy space on a holy day. And you know, this is still early on in Mark's gospel. After exiting the wilderness, Jesus assembles a community, or he begins to assemble a community, and then he engages with the religious power of the day. The word used is exotion or exosia, and it's a Greek word meaning that he taught with power. Something Jesus has, but the scribes don't. Immediately, the scribes are put down, and, and by scribes, they were sort of lawyers of religious power. But they were put down their authority aspect. And you can see later on in chapter 3 where Mark directly associates the scribes with temple power. And it seems a little weird because Mark doesn't include the actual content of Jesus' teaching and instead just that whatever it was shocked and amazed those who heard it. But it's the reactions that Mark describes that let us know quite how full of power and authority Jesus' teaching was. So here Jesus is taking authority in the way that he speaks, that exosia. He teaches with power. And then we meet the unclean spirit. Now, as I mentioned before, the first demon may, uh, makes an appearance in the holy place. After Jesus' confrontation with Satan, the demonic makes a geographically specific appearance within the precincts of religion. The unclean spirit is found in their synagogue. In the book, People of the Lie by Scott Peck, he writes that people of the world recoil from evil whenever they see it directly. This is why evil likes to disguise itself, and what better way for evil to disguise itself than to hide under the good? It's not surprising that Jesus would encounter a demon in the church. It's a perfect place for evil to hide. The man with the unclean spirit says, what have you to do with us? It's taunting Jesus, just as we previously saw Satan tempting Jesus in the desert. The demon taunts him. You are merely of Nazareth, the unclean spirit has a very dismissive tone. But it's all a false bravado. It's something that you see everywhere in the world, these sort of power moves, a false authority. People who are so desperate for authority but don't have it, and know that they don't have it, they're extremely dismissive of others, trying to put others below them in order to rise up rather than naturally rising up through great character and true authority. When Jesus walks into the synagogue, he doesn't start insulting the scribes there. He doesn't walk in and say, all right, everyone listen to me. I've got so much better things to say than everyone else. I am Jesus, son of God. You want good word? Don't listen to these guys. They don't know anything. He just, he just talks as himself. He doesn't need to belittle anyone else so that he may appear bigger. 
because the belittlement of anyone always ends up belittling the weaker man in the end. The majority of people can see through any sort of tough authority fool facade. We see people's character and we're naturally pretty good judges of it. So this uncleansed spirit in the synagogue is full of this false bravado. And this is made clear from its next line, you came here to destroy us. Hit the nail on the head. There's a last ditch effort to regain control when the uncleansed spirit starts saying, I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Because as written by John Petty on the website Progressive Involvement, knowing and identifying is a way of trying to exert mastery. It's why Moses asked for God's name. If a person knew the name of another entity, they felt they could exert some influence through the use of that name, which is why the Lord God gave Moses a name that we're still trying to figure out. With only one exception, no human being in Mark's Gospel ever gets Jesus' identity right. Mark wants the reader to know the whole story first. You can't know who Jesus is unless you see him as the crucified, which is why the only human statement of Jesus' identity that is allowed to stand uncontested in Mark's Gospel is the statement of the Roman centurion at his death. Truly, this man was God's son. But none of the human beings here know who Jesus is. The demonic possession does, Holy One of God, and yep, he had come to destroy them. So say what you want about the unclean spirit, it correctly discerns a true threat. So then Jesus rebukes the man and says, be silent and come out of him. The translation comes from the word "femo," which can be translated as to be silent, to muzzle or shut up. And it's the same word that Jesus uses to calm the storm. There's a violent reaction as the unclean spirit tore the man apart. And again, there's another word used. It's spraxen, which translate to torn apart, mangled, convulsed. The violence at the heart of religious power is exposed, but the power of Jesus is stronger. And Mark makes this clear by saying that the uncleansed spirit came out of him. Jesus won. And then we get to the second slice of bread, the back end of our sandwich, as Mark continues on the subject of authority and teaching. All were astounded. They have no idea what has just happened and begin to discuss it amongst themselves. What is this? But now they call it a new teaching, one with, you guessed it, authority and power. He commands the uncleansed spirits and they obey him. And immediately the report of him went everywhere into the whole surrounding area of Galilee. Now if you were going to circulate news in the region of Galilee in the first century, Capernaum would likely have been the best place to do it from. It was the largest town in the region with the biggest harbour. So Jesus is beginning to establish his movement and making some waves. So a quick summary. Authority and power. Exosia. Who had it? Well, Jesus had it in abundance. He has it in abundance. But back to what I spoke about near the very beginning of all this. Who has authority now? Yes, Jesus still. But during the ascension, when Jesus rose up to heaven, he imparted on us a gift. The gift of the Holy Spirit. And being one of the Trinity... Holy Spirit has that same authority. Now, it's up to your interpretation and belief in what the Bible means when Jesus says that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you in a few days during the ascension. But it's my belief that the Bible is not merely a collection of stories simply there to let us know how great God is. That goes against what we're taught about God. He's not self-serving. I believe it's a great tool so that we can learn how to use our authority, but more importantly, to learn that we, as children of God, have authority and that's what epiphany number four is all about authority i mean you're probably sick of hearing me say that word by now authority 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 it's important 
else it wouldn't be in the Bible. So my hope is that we can take this into our lives, speak over those worries or nagging doubts in the back of our head that we're not good enough, or that this isn't going to work out, this isn't going to be any good. We can take our authority, FEMO, be silent, shut up. Today is the final day of January 2021. We're a month into this new year. Let's make it a good year. Let's use our authority this year. Let's take control of our lives and start making the most of them, even in dire situations. That's when we should be taking authority the most. So let's do it, together. Let's use our authority. Well, thank you so much, Ethan. You obviously did your research there, mate. So well done, brownie points. What an incredible sermon of the authority of Jesus. But more importantly, uh, not, not more importantly, but more focusedly on uh, the authority of Jesus through us to be able to silence the storm. And uh, should we take a moment just to be still and to reflect on what Ethan has said? Lord Jesus, we just want to come before you and say thank you for your authority. Lord, we thank you that where your name is declared, darkness flees. And Lord, we thank you that you use your authority through us sometimes. And Lord, we ask for a boldness and a confidence to speak in your authority more, to act in your authority more. Lord, would you teach us and show us what it means to be children of God, to carry your stamp of approval. Amen. Amen. Um, as Ethan uh, said halfway through, come to coffee and catch up. He's going to be there and he is ready and primed to take your questions and comments and he would love that. Uh, so come along. It's another plug. Uh, come along. It'll be great to catch up. Um, so now we're going to have our final song of worship um, to just bring it all back to adoration of Jesus um, also during this song, I'm going to post the link uh, if you feel like giving. Uh, it'll be in the comments. Um, please do use that. Um, and uh, let's worship God as we come to a close. Uh, let's put him first. Let's tell him how much we love him together. So over to uh, our final song, which is Beth. And it's a new one. It's called Promises. Um, listen to the words. It's such a powerful song. Uh, such a powerful song of the promises of God and a reminder to us uh, of how good and great he is. So let's do that now.
Amazing. Uh, isn't that a beautiful song? So this brings us to the end of our service. Uh, we hope you felt a part of the family and uh, hope it's encouraged you for the rest of the week ahead. Just a reminder, we've got Deeper tonight. And we've got Morning Prayer, uh, Monday to Saturday. Um, and of course, you can find all of the notices that we talked about in the middle uh, on our website, www.sttoms.co.uk. And Book and Cake tomorrow. Loads of stuff going on. Um, and please do join us for coffee and chat after this. There's no pressure to stay for very long if you want to. Um, there's no pressure to have your screen on or off or whatever. It would just be great to see you and catch up. Um, I think that's everything. Is that everything? I think it's here, yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, until the next time, everyone, God bless you and take care. Bye. See ya.